0: The Central Park Baptist Church. We're glad you're here this afternoon for our two o'clock service. Let's all take our hymnal and open up to number 590, 590. Since Jesus came into my heart, amen. I've never been the same. I hope you're different too. Amen. <laughs> Jesus came into my heart. I've a light in my soul, which for long I have sought since Jesus came into my heart. Since Jesus came into my heart, praise the Lord, since Jesus came into my heart.
1: Flood of joy
0: or my soul, like the sea. into right Pray, Heavenly Father, we are thankful that you came into our hearts. Lord God, you've made such a difference in so many of our lives. Lord, we thank you for saving us. We thank you, Lord, for just loving us enough to do that. Father, now that we're here, we ask God that you would indwell in this place today in the power of your Holy Spirit. God, that someone this afternoon would be saved. Father, we love you and we thank you. I ask you to be with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. If you'll sing real good, I'll let you be seated. Amen. How about let's sing number 468, number 468, Joy Unspeakable and Full of Glory. Now, some didn't want to sit down because they're not going to sing well, but <laughs> amen. All right. Now, sing nice and loud for me, the Joy Unspeakable and Full of Glory, number four. 68. I have found his grace is all complete. I have found his grace is all complete. He supplies every need while I sit and learn. Good number four hundred and eighteen. Uh, meet me there, amen. I'm going to heaven. You want? I want to meet you there, amen. This one isn't as quick, amen. Who are remaining standing, you can be seated. I have a few announcements for us this afternoon, just a few. If you didn't get a bulletin, I want to encourage you to get a bulletin. There's still some things in there that I haven't talked about, like the baby shower that's coming up. Men's Prayer Breakfast, 2024 and 24 and 24. I knew it was somebody like that. And, uh, but uh, there's a lot of things in here. Dallas Quilting Show. A lot of things I haven't brought up that you need to check out so you have all the information. Amen. But let me give you a few things. Don't forget, we're co- collecting paper products for Homeless No More Baptist Church. Donations are br- being brought into the fellowship hall over in the left corner uh, by the door and window. Uh, we're trying to pack it all there so that we can be a blessing to this church. Amen. Yes. Amen. Um, w- uh, we become friends, he and I, uh, through Facebook and so on, uh, the pastor. and uh, I've known him for a little while, and um, he just posted something. Uh, that really excited him. One of his church members came to him this morning and said, I have an, a job interview, pastor. Would you pray for me? Now, you got to understand, for Homeless No More Baptist Church, these folks have been homeless. Yeah. Yeah. And now they've gotten saved. Now they're yeah. growing in grace. And yeah. now they want to get a job and be back to where they right. should be in the, in, with themselves and for the community that is a blessing to itself amen and he was saying how excited he was about that so please be praying for them like pastor said this morning they will he will be here uh, in march at our preachers meeting on march 21st uh, and if you can be here for that it's a weekday it's a thursday and there'll be an encouragement time listen it's always an encouraging time the uh, preachers preach and the word of god go out and uh and meet a bunch of preachers preachers like to sing you think we sing good Oh, my goodness. When you get them all them preachers going and they decide they're going to sing, get them wound up. They they do good. They do real good. Uh, I want to remind everybody about soul winning on Saturday morning, 930 in the morning. We'll be going out unless the weather causes us to not be able to do that. But uh, please mark your calendars in preparation to be. Let's just count on it. Amen. Amen. Let's just count on it. All right. So put it down. We're going. Ladies Bible study Tuesday, uh, this uh, uh, Tuesday at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, they're studying the book of Ezra, and we'd like to invite all the ladies to come and, uh, for, for that Sunday school class. If you want to go to the Creation Museum, I want to encourage you to go see Brother Ron Huffman. Uh, he's right here in the front. Uh, he's a younger-looking fella, And uh, uh, he, uh, uh, Brother Ron has more information about how you can go and what a blessing it will be not only to you but to him as well. And so if you like to go to the Creation Museum and you say, well, I've never been there, it would be a good first time to go. If you've been there and you have time, if you went on a Saturday the 24th like they're talking about, you don't have to hurry through it. You don't have a big crowd of people with you. It would just be you and Brother Ron and a couple other folks, and you'll have more time to look at the things you really want to look at, watch the videos. I don't know. I have never been in there long enough to watch all the videos in there, amen, all the movies that they have. And so it'd be good to be able to look at a different one every time you go. Amen. So uh, if you have any uh, thoughts about wanting to do that on Saturday, please see Brother Ron, and he'll take care of you for that. That's all the announcement we have for you. Now, Pastor, you come. Amen.
2: Well, y'all glad to be here. Say amen. amen. Well, y'all have ready to have a good offering. Say amen. 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 Good. I'm glad, Brother. I, I waited long enough for the offering. <laughs> Brother Frank showed up, so I know we're going to have a good one. Amen. <laughs> amen. No, it's good to see them. Uh, please, uh, men, if y'all are going also to the uh, whitewater rafting, I know that's a ways off. You can go ahead and start uh, turning your money in if you want, but make sure it's, uh, you designate it with your name so that we can put it on the board back here. Also, I'll, in the next uh, week or so, we've already made the reservations, <clears throat> so if uh, I'll put a, a, a website on there you can go to, and it'll tell you what you need to bring. You know, um, your last will and testament, for one thing, you know, and, uh, and, and some things like that. Sure. Uh, yeah, make your insurance card, all that. So, uh, but, no, it, it'll show you there's not a whole lot of things, but we're going to have a good time. So uh, there's still time to sign up if you'd like to go as well. So uh, just watch for that, all right? Well, let's have a good offering. Amen. Are y'all awake? <coughs> y'all kind of off your game a little bit today. Y'all, are y'all alive and well this afternoon? <clears throat> okay, good. Y'all are kind of, y'all looking at me funny, so, uh, but uh, anyway, so but it, let's pray, and that's Lord's uh, blessing on the offering, but pray for our folks that are sick. There are a bunch that are out today that are sick, so keep them uh, in your prayers, all right? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Bless this offering. Uh, Lord, we pray, God, that you'd bless the uh, worship this afternoon. Help me, God, as I preach here in just a few minutes. that pray to strengthen my voice today, God, and uh, Lord, that you just uh, watch over us. Thank you for our people. Thank you for their faithfulness, Lord, and pray, God, that uh, your hand be upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have an offering, you please come.
0: Let's all stand and turn over to number uh, 338, look and live. I have a message from the Lord, hallelujah, amen, the message to you I'll give, look and live. Hallelujah to Eighty-six, five, eight, six. <clears throat> Glory to his name. Amen. I don't have all the stories of connecting all of these like Brother Yule does. Amen. He's an amazing man. I sure miss him when he's not here. Amen. <clears throat> and you're just a little lethargic because you're not used to this little guy <clears throat> with the crackly voice. Amen. All right. Glory to his name. Ready? Down at the cross where my Savior died, down where from cleansing from sin I cried, there to my heart was the blood of life. Glory
1: to his.
0: wendell evans and brother evans wasn't a great singer he wasn't he was a good preacher uh i loved him dearly he had a tremendous heart for the lord but somebody had to teach him to song lead and every time he would song lead he'd use both hands no matter what he'd do and his head would bob and it was just really cute to watch brother evans and i think about that whenever i put two hands up there and so bless his heart he's still he's still with us last i heard gotta be in his 90s close to 100 but Maybe 110, I'm not sure. But uh, anyway, uh, I sure do appreciate him. All right, on the second verse. I am so wondrously saved from sin. Jesus so sweetly abides with There at the cross. your fellow, Christian, yeah. and church member, tell somebody you said hello, amen.
3: I've been through some testing and trials, felt like a detour that went on for miles. But standing here now looking back, I can say, Lord, I'm thankful. Some storms I thought I would never survive, but here I am feeling so strong and alive. The darkness is past and the morning is bright and I'm thankful. Lord, I'm thankful like David after Goliath, like Paul and Silas after the jail. I'm thankful like Daniel after the lions. Lord, I'm thankful, thankful like Noah back on dry ground, thankful like Lazarus finally unwound. Every beat of my heart wants to pound. I'm thankful, Lord, I'm thankful. thankful. Unclear, but all along, Lord, you were hovering near, and I'm thankful. All of my life is a thundering roar that echoed the guilt that I could not ignore. But I nailed to the cross, and I hear it no more, and I'm thankful. Lord, I'm thankful like David after Goliath like paul and silas after the jail i'm thankful like daniel after the lions lord i'm thankful thankful like noah back on dry ground thankful like lazarus finally unwound every beat of my heart wants to bound. i'm thankful lord i'm thankful After Goliath, like Paul and Silas, after the jail, I'm thankful like Daniel, after the lions,
1: Lord,
3: I'm thankful, thankful like Noah, back on dry ground, thankful like Lazarus, finally unwound, every beat of my heart wants to bow, I'm thankful, Lord, I'm thankful,
2: Exodus chapter 12, <coughs> if y'all will listen fast, I'll be through in 15 minutes. Amen. No, I'm just kidding. <coughs> I I just seen if y'all are listening, y'all are listening way too, I mean, I, I think that's the loudest y'all have said amen all day, <coughs> and the, the bad thing it is that you actually believed it. <coughs> Exodus chapter 12. And we will begin reading to verse 1, and we'll read down through verse 13. Found you place, amen. <clears throat> and the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the <clears throat> land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months, and it shall be the first month of the year to you. Uh, speak ye uh, unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. And if the house will be too little for the lamb, <coughs> let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls, and every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year, and he shall take it out from the sheep <coughs> or from the goats, and he shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in, in the evening, and they shall take of the blood and strike it on the side post and uh, on the upper door post of the house wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh uh, in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread and with bitter herbs uh, they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw nor sodden at all with water, but roast with fire, his head with his legs and with the uh, uh, pertinence thereof. And Ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning, and that which remaineth of it until the morning ye shall burn with fire. And thus shall ye eat it, with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and ye shall eat in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment I am the Lord, and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses <coughs> where you are. And when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Amen. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Father, I pray, God, and thank you, Lord, for uh, this passage of Scripture. Help me, Lord, to preach it, God, this afternoon and apply it, Lord, to not just my life, but all of our lives, Lord, that it'll strengthen us, Lord, it'll also uh, Lord, uh, help us to be joy-filled, and uh, Lord, we'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> I guess if there was a title to the message, it'd be, When I see the blood, I'll pass over you, you, you know, that's, and I'm thankful for that. If you go back to chapter 11 and verse 1, you'll find that that God says that he's going to send one plague more. Uh, and, and so here in chapter 12, uh, he begins... Uh, explaining to uh, the Israelites how they are to prepare uh, for this Passover. Now, the Passover, when you begin, you understand that it deals with the judgment of God, but not only the judgment of God, it deals also with the deliverance of God. And the Passover deals with the judgment of God on unbelievers of this world, upon evil oppressors, it's on the ungodly and unrighteous of this world. And when you think about the Passover, listen—you can never, you can never, uh, you can never uh, overstress the Passover. Uh, I uh, liked it when, uh, if y'all remember, you, you may not have been—it's been quite a while. When Brother uh, Al Reichman came, and he preached on an Easter Sunday and he did the Passover with us, and that was a pretty awesome thing. How uh, he explained that—we may have to have him back sometime. But but listen, I'm telling you, the Passover is a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to kind of get started here uh, through this and, and kind of show some of that to you. But we understand that, <clears throat> that God, when he, uh, when he started this, he, it, this is probably the most significant day uh, in the history of Israel. Uh, it, and if you think about it, it's a part of God's eternal plan, a part of his uh, plan of deliverance, his plan to save and deliver his people. And not just some of them, but all of them. Amen. God, it, 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 it's His plan to save. Uh, it's His plan to, to judge the evil and brutal Egyptians while, again, protecting uh, the Israelites uh, uh, through the, the Passover lamb. God also had a plan to show every future believer the importance of the blood uh, of the Passover lamb. <clears throat> God had a plan for the forgiveness of sin. And every sin that the Lord Jesus Christ, listened willingly took upon himself. The Bible says he became sin for us, he that knew no sin. In fact, turn to Leviticus chapter 17. Let me show you a couple of verses. Leviticus chapter 17. And look at verse 11. Let me read this to you. Leviticus chapter 17 verse 11 it says, "For the life of the flesh is what? in the blood, and I've given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls, for it is the blood. Is that pretty simple or what? Now look at it, it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Amen period. all right T- turn to Hebrews chapter 10 <clears throat> Turn over Hebrews chapter 10, keep your place there in Exodus. Hebrews chapter 10, and and look at verse 12 and verse 14. It said, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, what did he do? He sat down on the right hand of God from henceforth, expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. Look at verse 14. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. So listen, it's all about the blood and it's all about Christ. Now watch this. When you go back to Exodus chapter 12 and you look at verse 13 again, we find the institution by God, the Passover. This feast of Israel would commemorate forever uh, God's redemption of His chosen people from the bondage of Egypt and the most assuring promise given by God is in verse 13, chapter 12. It's found here, and he says, when I see the blood, what did he say? I'll pass over you. Uh, th- this promise, watch, it ensured the people that if they would appropriate, if they would apply the blood to the doorpost, then God would pass over them. Now, this promise was for the people of Israel in that day, but it, it, it listen, it's also for you and I today about the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, because according to 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7, it says, for even Christ, watch, our Passover, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. So only when the blood of Christ is applied to our hearts can we have the assurance that Christ uh, will see the blood and Passover. We was talking about this in Sunday school today about salvation and how, how often I'll talk to people and I'll ask them about their salvation. I'll say, do you know you're saved? And they said, oh, yeah. And then I'll say, I'll follow up. I'll say, how do you know you're saved? And most often they'll say things like, well, <clears throat> I treat people really good. Eh. Listen, that's not what God said. He didn't say, when I see your works, I'll pass over you. He didn't say, when I see that you've been good to people, I will pass over you. We also uh, some, we was talking in Sunday school and someone said they were asking uh, uh, this individual and they said, well, I've, I've been saved since I've been born. Now, wait a minute. That, that's not the proper candidate for salvation. The proper candidate for salvation is that person that recognizes they are sinned, uh, listen, that they are sinful, that they are bound for hell without Christ, and they have a need of a Savior, and they say, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. Please come into my heart and save me. Listen, the first step of salvation is you got to get lost. Because the Bible says that God, the Lord, came to seek and to save who, that which was lost. So listen, if you you, if you've been saved since you've been born, listen, then you never came to the realization that you were lost. Amen. So the Lord says, "When I see the blood, so uh, only when we apply the blood can only watch. Only then can we escape God's wrath." Period. Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, it says, there is therefore now some condemnation, a little bit of condemnation, no, it says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are, where, in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit, when I get saved, listen, I put on Christ. I am clothed in His righteousness, amen. Listen, and when God sees me, there's a song that says, when He sees me, He sees the blood of the Lamb, amen. amen. So, listen, there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. So, the Passover was a picture or a foretaste of the glory to come. And when Christ would taste death for every man on the on the cross of Calvary, and this is a picture of all that. So so I want to begin in verse 2, and I want you to show you the uh, Passover, what I've, I put prescribed. Now, verse 2 shows us just how important this event is for Israel. It, it marks a turning point. Uh, before this day, they were sojourners. Before this day, they were slaves, and now they're going to be a nation. Watch this. They're going to get their own calendar. Uh, it, it'll mark their independence. It'll mark their birth as a nation. Uh, listen, our calendar is marked by two parts, B.C. and what we call most often A.D. Or, or the year of our Lord. Israel's calendar was marked in two parts. Uh, it was marked before the Passover, and then it was marked after the Passover. Uh, are y'all still with me? Say amen. Uh, Just as a Passover marked Israel's birth as a nation, so too when we accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, we are born again. Uh, We start over afresh and anew. And our lives can be divided into two parts, B.C., Before Christ, amen, and what I call AC, or after Christ, when we get saved. I'm thankful today that I'm living in the AC, after I've been born again, trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior. The first part is marked by slavery, bondage to this world, but then Christ delivers us, sets us free, listen, and gives us a brand new future. That's exactly what's happening here to Israel. He makes us born again. Everything changes. Old things pass away, and behold, all things are become new. Let's, let me show you some of the characteristics of the Lamb. And I'm going to go through these real quick, and then we'll, we'll, go, we'll, we'll embellish them a little bit as we go or explain them. The first one is found in verse 5. It was to be, the Lamb was to be without blemish. Picture the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, the Lord Jesus Christ was perfect in every way. Amen. He was God man. Amen. Amen. Uh, it had to be a male lamb in Exodus chapter twelve, verse five. Every person, or every household had to have their own lamb. Uh, every person ate of it. Listen, we are not saved by proxy. Just because my mom and daddy was saved, don't mean that I'm saved. Because I don't, I don't partake of their salvation experience. I have to have my own. Amen. So every person. Uh, had to have their own lamb and, and, and in like manner, every person must repent of their own sin and trust Christ personally. No bones, if you look in chapter twelve verse forty six no bones of the lamb could be broken. The Bible says that the bones of the Lord that none he, that, listen his bones were out of joint, but none of them, none of them were broken. Uh, they were also when they ate, there were to be no leftovers, all signs of the lamb. Uh, had to be gone by morning. Jesus was taken down off of the cross before nightfall, which was in preparation for the Sabbath. Listen, they were, to, the, the, they were also to eat in haste. In other words, if they delayed, uh, listen, uh, uh, even just a little while, it would be too late. Can I tell you, it's the same way with salvation. Salvation is urgent. It's something that people need to take care of today. I've had people say, well, preacher, I'll get saved tomorrow. No, wait a minute. That's not what God said. God said today is the day. Now is the accepted time. And these Israelites, they were to eat that. They were to prepare in haste. Why? Because the next day, I was too late. you remember the the foolish virgins at the wedding feast? (coughs) They showed up, and they didn't have any oil for their lamp. They said, "Man, let, they said, let me borrow some of your oil." Oh no, no, can't do that. And so when they went to get oil for their own lamp, the, the Bible says that the door was shut. The time had passed. Can I tell you? A lot of people think that when that they'll get saved before, right before the listen. No, they won't. That once the rapture takes place, everybody that is lost and has heard a clear presentation of the gospel is doomed. Today's the day of salvation. Now's the accepted time. Uh, Also, the the Bible speaks that the blood uh, of the lamb was to be displayed publicly. Uh, It was to be put on the doorpost of the houses as a reminder of the faith and obedience of those that were inside. The blood showed, watch, that they had made the sacrifice uh, and, and were under God's protection you know when i was thinking about this um uh, and and i may i may have wrote this down a little bit later but when think about it when when those Jews, they were thrust out of the land of Egypt, when those Egyptians came by, if they were walking around maybe where the the, the Israelites lived and, and they walked around and they began to look at the door of their home, you know what they saw? They saw the blood of the Lamb. It was a public testimony that that person that was in that house was protected against the judgment of Almighty God. Listen, I'm here to tell you today that there must be some some evidence of you and I that, that that we are saved, born again, children of God. Uh, in our lives, people need to look at us and say, I know by their the way they live their life that they are born again, children of God. There needs to be some public testimony. And Christians today, they've, they've gotten away from that. They want to look like the world, live like the world, act like the world, and then say that they're saved. God help us. The blood showed that uh, that they were protected Jesus bled on the cross for everybody to see and the bible teaches that his blood cleanses those who trust in him and on the night before the lord died Jesus was celebrating the passover with his disciples and and you know when you read this a little further along the bible says that they were to take the hyssop branch and 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 they were to strike strike the 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 doorpost with the blood and 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 you know and when you read that, and I read that word strike, it, it means that they, they took that, they dipped it, in the, in the hyssop in the blood, and they struck it upon the, uh, uh, upon the doorpost of, and, and on the lintels of that house. And it reminds me that the Lord Jesus Christ was smitten of God. Listen, God, the, the judgment of Almighty God was upon His Son. And, and the word smitten means to be struck and listen, I want you to understand that, that the Lord Jesus Christ was smitten for you and for me. He that uh, He bore our iniquities and our transgressions. And, 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 and so, listen, God, help us understand that, that we today need to that know that when God did that for, uh, to his son, Jesus Christ, that we too need to have some public testimony that we are born again children of God. Amen. So the blood was put on the, the doorpost and the lentils. And then that night before the Lord died, the Lord Jesus celebrated the Passover with His disciples, and they were partaking of the Passover meal. and they were remembering. Listen, watch this. They were remembering this event here in Exodus. Uh, they were they were remembering this historical event of the Passover. But but when the Lord instituted uh, the 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 uh, Lord's Supper, He changed the festival, if you will. If you look in Luke twenty two and verse nineteen, the Lord says, and He took bread gave thanks and broke it and gave it and, and and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then in Matthew uh, chapter twenty-six and verse twenty-eight, it said, For this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many uh, for the forgiveness of sin. You see the Lord, as he instituted the Lord's Supper, is telling his men that this represented his body and his blood. Uh, listen, uh, there's a people today and in, in, in denominations that teach that this that the blood uh, or the, the the juice and the uh, the cracker, if you will, or the bread, it literally becomes uh, the bl- the blood and the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Some believe in what's called transubstantiationalism, and some believe in what's called consubstantiationalism. And listen, and neither one of those are correct. Some believe that you are actually eating the blood or drinking the blood and eating the body of Christ, and others say that that once you ingest it, then it becomes that. Listen, none of those are true according to Scripture. Right. Listen, this is symbol uh, symbolic, and, and, and the Lord says, listen, this it, this represents my body, represents my blood, and it's showing what I did for you on the cross, I don't see how they get any of that stuff out of there. That you sure have to twist it to get it. But before, when they're in Exodus and they remembered the Exodus, but now the Lord says, "You remember Me. Don't remember the Exodus of Israel out of the land of Egypt." Jesus said, "As oft as you do this, do in remembrance of Me." He changed it. Listen, the original Passover pointed to and prepared the way for the Lord Jesus Christ. But then look in verse 3, the connection to the lamb. Uh, Verse 3 in in Exodus 12, let's read that. It says, Speak unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. Now look in verse 6. And ye shall keep it until the fourteenth day of of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it. Uh, in the evening, now watch. First thing I want you to see is they, they had to select the lamb from the flock, and then they had to keep it for four days. Uh, when they when they took that lamb out of the flock, listen, they were to care for that lamb. They were to feed him, uh, whatever that lamb needed. They were to uh, they were to do it. And, and if you know, looking back up in verse five, let me go there. Notice that the lamb had to be a male. You say, what's that? that? Listen, that's important. God specified a male. It speaks of Christ, the Son of God. Not the daughter, not the mother of God, but the Son. Hey, and, uh, amen. Y'all still with me? Say amen. Listen, so it, it represents the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And so when they picked this male lamb out, they watched him for four days. Listen, when you take care of something for four days, every time... That lamb makes a noise uh, whether it wants water or it's hungry, and you're taking care of it. You know what happens pretty soon? That lamb gets to be personal. Yeah. I mean, they took care of that lamb for every whim. Every listen, why? Because first they, they had to take care of, make sure that it was okay. But they cared for that lamb, and it it, it, it they would see the lamb's personality. They'd grow fond of that lamb. They would know that this lamb, watch, was innocent, they, it, but in all the time they were taking care of it, they knew that in four days that that lamb was going to die. Yep. You know what happened? That lamb became Personal. Can I tell you, this was all designed by God, now watch this, to make them know that the sacrifice was a personal sacrifice, that the innocent was going to die for the guilty. And just as those lambs were a personal sacrifice for individuals, watch this, that the Lord Jesus Christ is a personal sacrifice for you and me. The Lord Jesus, now think of this, that didn't die for a bunch of nameless, faceless people. The Lord Jesus Christ didn't die for the world in general. He died for Doug Marco. He died for Jeff Baker. He died for Malachi Ingram, for Rachel Ingram. Listen, I'm telling you that Jesus died. It was a personal sacrifice. He died for me. Listen, if I would have been the only one, I believe that the Lord Jesus Christ would have died on the cross just for me. Just like he would have done you. It was personal. Well, we want to take away the personal uh, 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 sacrifice that the Lord made. But the Lord, I I believe when God said, listen, you watch that lamb for four days, it became personal. Listen, they knew that that lamb was dying just for them. And they were not a faceless bunch of people. The lamb also had to be killed at the very specific time in the evening on the 14th day of the month. And if you look. At the closing chapters of the four gospels, you're going to see that the Lamb of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, died at the very same time that the Paschal Lambs were being slain in the temple. Same time. Listen, it's all a part of God's plan. Listen, you think that this kind of book is just happenstance? I had somebody the other day tell me about uh, some... Uh, podcast stuff. I don't don't go listen to it. It's a bunch of heresy talking about the translation transition, about how churches and preachers are leading their people away from our King James Bible. God help them. Come on, Amen. Listen, and I, I, I they were talking about all these other translations and how they're so much uh, a better of a translation and version than our King James Bible. And I, I sent a preacher friend of mine a text, and I said, listen, if these other versions are so, so much superior to our King James Bible, then why are they leaving out verses? Why are they leaving out passages? Why are they leaving out the ones that talk about the blood? Why are they leaving out the ones that that have to do with the trinity and the deity of God himself? If those are so much superior, why are they leaving those out? They have no answer. He was a smart elite and he said, I think you ought to send that into the podcast. (laughs) And I said, no, I, t- I said, yeah. anyway, you'll, you don't, don't want to know what I said, but uh, I'm telling you, it's a bunch of heresy. Listen, they've taken out things like this and things that really matter to us. And, and, but we can see that the Lord died, and, and, and at the same time, there's it, a Paschal lambs in the temple. But notice verse 6. It tells us that the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it. Now, it's a general statement because, watch, not every single individual actually took the knife and killed the lamb. But it was only the head of the household which represented the whole of Israel. Scripture associates, watch as all of Israel with killing the lamb. Okay? All Israel was indicted for the crucifixion of Christ. Acts chapter 2 and verse 23. It says, him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain but listen, but let's don't stop there. You know we sometimes say it was a Jew. Wait, wait a minute. <clears throat> it goes beyond Israel because all mankind is guilty of crucifying the Lord Jesus Christ. We all stand guilty. It was my sin. It was your sin uh, that nailed the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. But I can thank God that He went. He sent His face to the cross, and and for the joy that was set before Him. Why? Because He knew what was coming. He knew that you'd get saved. He knew that Brother Marco would get saved. He knew that I would get saved, uh, plus the thousands that are yet to be saved. He knew that, and He went to the cross. Uh, but we're all guilty of putting Him there. Uh, it's the sins of all mankind that put Him on the cross. Look in verse 7. Notice the saving of the Lamb. <clears throat> the most important thing about the Lamb is that it provided for the saving of the Israelites from, uh, from having their firstborn slain. Uh, the protection from judgment was the blood. Look, look in verse 7. By the way, the Lord separated Israel from Egypt. Okay? Uh, God gave them a way out, and they took it. You know, listen, uh, people say, why would God send somebody to hell? He, did, he does not. He's provided an escape, and it's up to them whether they take it or not. Yeah, uh, Israel was spared. They were sanctified. They were set apart. Can I tell you that, that God still expects us to be sanctified today? He still expects us to be a, to there, for there to be a difference between those who are saved and those who are lost, um, and that, that's a different message. But notice again verse 7. Uh, let me read it for you. It says that, And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two uh, side posts. We talked about that. Uh, and on the upper door post of the house. Where they shall eat it. The placement of the blood, I think it's a reference to the cross. Uh, there was no blood put on the threshold of the door. Uh, and I believe that was because uh, that, that God did not want the blood of the Lord or the blood of the Lamb to be trampled underfoot in disrespect. Listen, do you understand that, that people are trampling underfoot the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ today? You say, well, how do they do that? Well, they do that by teaching baptism as a part of salvation. That is disrespectful and tramples underfoot the blood of the lamb. Listen, Hebrews 10, 25. It says, of how much sore punishment, suppose ye, shall be, uh, Shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace. Listen, it is all about the blood. Amen. Look in verse 13. You see the prominence of the blood. The one thing that God was looking for in the deliverance of Israel, it was the blood. Amen. Nothing matters except the blood. If God did not see the blood, guess what was going to happen? Judgment was going to fall. Listen, the killing and the eating of the lamb would have done no good. They could have killed that lamb. They could have ate that lamb as they were told, but it would have done them no good if they had not taken the blood of that lamb and struck it over the doorpost in the lintel of that house. God's judgment would have come. Listen, I'm here to let you know today (coughs) that it's all about the blood. The blood was absolutely essential then, and it is essential today. God didn't say the blood plus the water. He didn't say that. He didn't say the blood plus works. He didn't say, when I see the the blood and the water, I'll pass over you. He didn't say, when I see blood and good works, I'll pass over you. He said, when I see the blood, period, I'll pass over you. So anything that is added to the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ is absolutely false. Amen. Hebrews 9, 2, it says, without the shedding of blood, no remission. First John 1, 7, it says, it's the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses from all sin. Some teach that the water has a cleansing ability of sin. Listen, that is absolutely false. I told somebody again the other day. I said, listen, if that water saves you, you better not ever get out because if you get out, you're lost. Amen. Revelation 5, 9, it tells us, For thou wast slain and, uh, and hast been redeemed to us, to God, by the blood. 1 Peter 1, 19, it says, But with the precious blood of Christ... Leviticus 17, he it said, it's the blood that maketh atonement for the soul. Uh, in verse 7, it says here in Exodus 12, it says, take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door post. Listen, the blood placed there on the door was a public profession, Think about that, and, and you say, I've had people say, Preacher, do I have to come up front? Yeah, you need to come up front, because it is a public profession. When people get saved, listen, they ought to make a public profession. That, that blood on that door, listen, was a public profession. It was there for everybody to see it. Listen, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Amen. I'm not ashamed of being saved. Listen, what an awesome thing that is. Uh, listen, if, if if somebody asks us about our salvation, we ought to be able, we ought to want to stand up and say, Yep, praise the Lord, I'm saved. The God, God took a dirty, rotten sinner like me, applied the blood of Jesus Christ, made me over brand new, Amen. and we ought to be proud of it. Amen. Amen. Well, it's a public profession. Anybody could see that the person that inside that house believed in god's word <coughs> God's promises and his coming judgment uh and this is a strong challenge to you and me, who are born again, children of god listen that that we too make a public profession of our salvation that 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 uh, to those that are lost. People need to know that we're saved listen don't hide it. Don't, don't try to, you know, don't be squeamish about it. We don't have to be, you know, in your face, uh, you know, or, 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 or belligerent about it. But listen, the people in the world today need to know that there's some Christian people that don't mind standing up and doing the right thing. Amen. Amen. Um, I, and you don't have to stand in your chair in a restaurant to pray over your meal. I knew a preacher that used to do that. And I thought, I thought you don't have to do that. But it is good to bow your head and pray. Amen. Amen. I've had people that said prayer when me and my wife go out to eat or something, and, <clears throat> and they'll say a prayer before their meal, and, and I'll go thank them. I'll go tell them I appreciate their testimony. Listen, God help us to show a public, a public profession, uh, and that's what this blood on these door lentils were. Isaiah <coughs> chapter 63 in verse 7, it says, I will mention the loving kindness of the Lord and the praises of the Lord according to all that the Lord hath bestowed on us. Or in other words, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You know, when we have a testimony time, we ought not start praying. You know, well, we're going to have a few testimonies, okay. You know, hope he don't call on me. No, wait a minute. Let the redeemed of the Lord We don't have to give a a sermon. We don't have to give, you know, three points uh, in a poem, kind of uh, a testimony. But we can just stand up and say, I'm glad I'm saved. I'm thankful for the blood of my Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, listen, when we come to this Passover, we understand that it's all about the blood. You know, folks, it's still about the blood today. It's still about... uh, a appropriating and applying the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ on the door lentils of our heart for salvation. A lot of people today think they're going to heaven, but, but listen, and I want them to go, but if they're going to go, it's going to be through the blood. No other way. Father, help us, Lord. I pray, God, that you'd help. Maybe there's someone that we know tonight that God that needs our prayer. Lord, as we Talked about the Shunammite woman this morning. If we have her tenacity, Lord, about getting back home and, and being obedient, God, to you, Lord, help us to have that same drive, that same tenacity, that same steadfastness, Lord, in our prayers for those that are around us. God, help us to pray for them. God, maybe there's someone in our families. Maybe there's someone, a, a, a work that we work with, God, that needs salvation. Lord, help us to spend time on our knees before a holy and a righteous God that they might be saved, that they might take the blood of Jesus Christ, that perfect sacrificial lamb, God, that, that they might take that blood and apply it to their hearts and so that they might have eternal, everlasting life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the blood. I'm thankful, God, that the, Lord, that the blood of Christ, when you died on the cross for our sin that day, It's good from that point forward, God, to the future, and I'm thankful for that today. So, Lord, help us. Help us to stay strong. Help us to be that kind of Christian testimony that the people that we live with, work with, and, Lord, that we are around on a daily basis. Lord, may they see Christ in us by how we live, and we'll give you the praise because it's in Jesus' name I pray and ask all these things. Amen. While we stand and while we sing.